0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe. We speak today to Kevin Kehoe, CEO of Evergold Corp. They are a BC-focused project developer and explorer. They have two projects, Snowball and Lion Gate, and they're looking to replicate the success they had previously with GT Gold. We also discuss how shareholders can make money refreshingly honest approach to that. Uh, enjoy the podcast. Hey, Kevin. How are you, sir? Oh, good, Matt. Thanks. Very good. Good. Excellent. So, you're, you're at home, social distancing and avoiding people, are you?
1: I am at the minute. I think all of us are getting used to this new way of operating.
0: We are. We are. Well, look, um, thanks for joining us today, um, taking time out of your day. Um Why don't we kick off, give us a 1-minute overview of the business and then we'll pick it up
1: from there. Okay. I'm happy to do that. Uh, We're a very new company. We went public late last year. We're an explorer. We're not a producer, so don't look to us for dividends or anything else. This is strictly a capital gains opportunity. We believe we can uh, deliver those gains this summer in our first drilling campaign on some uh, Really sexy-looking targets that we've developed.
0: Okay. Well, let, let, let's 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 um, develop on that. So you're in terms of what it is that you are, what it is that you set out to be. So you're relatively new. So what is it that you set out to try and
1: build? We set up a uh, a new company. Uh, we're trying to achieve discoveries. That's really what we're interested in as a company. We want to deliver. Uh, discoveries with the drill bit that return capital gains to our investors. Uh, we aim to achieve discoveries of merit. By merit, I mean discoveries that could lead to a mine, although ultimately we don't intend to be the ones to develop a mine if we're lucky in the early stage discovery. So, uh, we set up a fresh company, we had put into it one or two really key attractive properties, and uh, we advance those properties privately to the point of being drill ready. And then we take the company public. We use the public dollars to drill these targets that we've developed for the first time. And that's really all investors care about, uh, our drill results and uh, discoveries of merit that can drive the share price higher. Okay. So
0: you've done this before?
1: Yes, we have yes uh, our previous company the one we're best known for currently is GT gold it's uh, it's listed on the TSX venture exchange uh, that company has a major discovery that a partner of mine Charlie Gregg is a really well-known geologist in Northwest BC and I uh, were're really the key people behind GT we set it up we uh, did all the early discovery work, discovery drilling, and that's actually GT's saddle discovery is emerging as um, the largest Copper-Gold discovery in the northern part of the uh, BC's Golden Triangle in the last 20-years. So it's really big.
0: So tell me tell me about some of the numbers there, because if you're trying to emulate something like that, what did shareholders make from that? Did Were they happy with what
1: you did? Yes. Well, typically the way it goes, Matt, with these early stage companies like ours is they are very volatile, right? Because you start from pennies, typically of several hot spikes, and you often give it all back again. And sometimes you go through a cycle like that several times during the course of achieving these discoveries. And that's very true what happened with GT Gold. And it's true, by the way, of several other companies that I've run in the past. You deliver discovery. in these days with the internet, etc. Um, you have no control over how high it goes. And usually it goes very high, i.e. from pennies to dollars on large volumes. And then over a period of time, it will give it back. So that's what happened with GT. They had at least two spikes where they went from pennies to 2 to $3 on huge volumes. And then over time gave it back. So there have been some serious capital gains opportunities for investors in GT Gold. I know some people have made a lot of money, um, but now it's actually trending toward mining. Or that is uh, being a mine. And you asked about numbers. I think I now know that uh, GT current management are going to be delivering their initial resource sometime in the next couple of months and I expect those numbers will be very large and rich.
0: Right. Okay. And t- tell me a little bit about you know why you've chosen to just focus on this component in terms of like project generation, your explorers,
1: why not take it all the way through? Yeah. In fact, the reason I'm personally excited by Discoveries, I like it. It's really interesting work. Uh, all of us at this end of the business do. It's not boring we do a real mixed bag of different uh, sciences involved, Geochemistry, Geophysics, etc. But I like the discovery element. And I'll tell you as well, that it's really at the pointy end of the business, the discovery end, where most of the value gets added. You're familiar with the Lausanne curve, right? Uh, Most people are in the business. In the early going, a discovery typically does lead to these uh, very spiky gains and volatility that we talked about earlier. Um, Later, when you get into uh, overcoming the permitting and the mine building challenges, applying the metrics, proving how big it is, that kind of gets boring to a lot of investors and a lot of them go away, especially the early speculators. They sell out, move on to something else. that's exciting. after going through that so-called valley of death uh, that comes after the initial spikes, you typically have a second stage of value uh, creation and addition where the mine gets built. They've overcome the engineering and financial challenges. The mine gets built. It goes to much higher prices, maybe two, ten, twenty 10 $20. Um, but we are focused on that first stage, the, the first kick at the can where we achieve a discovery and that's exciting.
0: Okay. So you better tell us about the two projects that you've put into um, Evergold.
1: Where did they yes. come from? and Why have you selected them? These The company's uh, projects, uh, we have four at the current time, but two are flagships. One is called Snowball, the other is called Golden Line. All of these properties come from C.J. Gregg, Charlie Gregg. Charlie is a really well-regarded, uh, very highly experienced geologist in northwestern Columbia. So, all 4 of these projects are in British Columbia, Canada. Um, the flagships are in the north of the province, in an area that's come to be known as the Golden Triangle and uh, the east arm of the Golden Triangle. This is really rich geological real estate. It's delivered some major mines and there are operating mines there right now, even with the uh, COVID-19 phenomena uh, or or pandemic, there are mines operating now. And um, so uh, the properties come from Charlie. I've known Charlie quite a few years and had uh, been attracted to these properties. We set up Evergold. Prior to GT Gold, and in fact, had mothballed Evergold for a couple of years just to focus on GT. And last year, I decided to move back to Evergold and to reactivate the company. And uh, we took the company public uh, late in 2019.
0: So, right. So let's let's come back to. The model of uh, GT Gold and what you're trying to do here, and you know, to try and replicate those peaks because that's what's going to interest people. Yes. It's not a lot of trading on, you know, it went down at this level. Let's let's be clear. Typically, yes, right. But to, but if you can get in and you can take advantage of of these these, you know, if you are able to recreate that, um, that yes. that could be exciting. So what? what is it that you're going to do with both of these assets? Have you got enough cash to focus on both of them, or are you going to focus on one and then then the, the other as you proceed?
1: Our plan, uh, and we, as I mentioned, we went public in October last year with an initial public offering, right? So this was not a private placement with a limited number of people. Um, you mentioned and uh, of course it is often the case that many of these early stage companies are illiquid that it can be hard to get into that's actually not so much the case with us because I set up and we structured the company and we did an IPO an initial public offering so that we could sell the stock widely so uh, to give you an idea more than 350 new investors came in on the IPO late last year. That means that although we have a quite, quite a tight capital structure right now, only about half million shares out, it actually is a pretty good trader uh, because the shares are widely held. So you can buy open market. Uh, in fact, Thursday last week, we were the top performer on the TSXB and that just wasn't in terms of percentage gain. We were actually up, I think, 30% or something like that. But actually, volume, I think was well north of a million shares. And a lot of that buying came out of Germany, believe it or not, because we were listed not long ago on Frankfurt. Um, We set the company up, it's it's relatively liquid. What we're going to do is we're going to use the roughly two, two and a half, three million dollars we netted from the IPO last year to drill for the first time these targets that we've identified on our two flagship properties, Snowball and Golden Line. And you might ask, you know, why am I so confident that we're going to achieve a discovery or two there? Um, Mainly Matt, it's because the kind of work we did geologically, we did a lot of geochemistry. Geochemistry is important. Why? Because it proves that there's metal in the ground, right? You sample the rock there's metal in it, you can have confidence that that's worthy of, of targeting some attention to. Um, you sample soil that happens to be sitting right on top of a ridge, i.e. it's not been moved from somewhere else and it's got Gold or Silver in it. You can have a lot of confidence that you put a drill there, you're probably going to drill it in the rocks below too. So these targets we've developed really have um, very compelling, very strong, Geochemical anomalies where we can put the drills on, and as we did with uh, GT at Saddle, have a lot of confidence that we're going to deliver something significant.
0: Okay, so this this year, you, how much cash have you got? You've talked about your PowerPoint, you had two and a half million bucks at one point. I don't know when this document was last updated, but where are you today?
1: Yes, today we've got about two million dollars uh, cash. We've already put out some of the uh, uh, or paid for some of the expenses we anticipate from the coming programs this summer. Um, we have planned a phase one drill program on both our flagship properties, so what's exciting is we're planning to drill both these properties more or less concurrently this summer. And um, we do, I believe, feel pretty confident that we're going to be delivering some pretty significant numbers from the work that we do do. So, it'll be an exciting summer, uh, a couple of projects running concurrently, drill projects, and that's really all investors care about are drill results. They,
0: they, they do, but how many metres are you talking about? What's the plan?
1: Well, the first phase, uh, and this these numbers will vary when we get in the field and finalise the. Locations exactly, but roughly two thousand four hundred meters on phase one on both projects, so a total of about forty eight hundred meters, approximately.
0: Okay, and and what so you you say that the market likes drilling, they like results, Um, and and I'm, I'm interested in talking to you because you know I'm wondering at what point do you stop and go right? I think we're now are appealing to. A another company who you may or may not be in discussion with. Where are you taking this thing through to? Are you going to have to raise more capital to get through to that point or not?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm forthright with people. These little companies are are capital pools, right? You go through cycles of fundraising. So uh, you can expect this company, which is not generating any revenues and has no hope of generating any revenues it's going to need capital going forward to continue to advance these properties. If we achieve a discovery with the capital we have now, the plan is to raise more money at higher prices at some level, and we can't really predict what that level will be. But uh, again, it comes back to what I said at the beginning, the opportunity here for your shareholders is really capital gains. They can expect it to be volatile, but we have a track record of delivering discoveries and those discoveries have generated very significant capital gains. But if you get your gains, I tell people, you should take some money off the table and then let it settle back, let the stock settle back and give it some time to find a new floor, then buy it again, because if you've got a good team and you really have a significant discovery on your hands, it's going to go higher again and eventually it'll stay up. But it'll be a, a rocky road.
0: Sure, I think that's that's true. That's true of you know many companies. So I'm trying to get from you is an yeah. understanding of where's the point at which you and the management team make a decision as to where you want to move up, move along, and uh, move out of the yes. way for the next team.
1: Well, you know there will be phases to this uh, discovery and development pathway that we are hopefully embarking upon now. Um, Typically, it's very hard to say what the actual numbers would be or have to be in order to attract a major at some future point in time. There's no guarantee that you'd ever attract a major, but it's fair to say that if the scale of the discovery is ultimately shown to be big enough, and if the grade is shown to be rich enough, and there's kind of a, a balancing of those. Those metrics that comes into play, coupled with other factors, you know, the access, uh, um, how remote it is or not. Um, there are different levels, different resource scales, different uh, discovery uh, metrics that could attract different players. And honestly, I don't have at this point a objective in mind other than to say we. When we talk about a discovery of merit, one that could lead to a mine, uh, that would be generally a multi-million ounce Gold discovery or a Gold equivalent discovery uh, that we're looking for. Saddle, to give you an example, will be very large when they come out with their numbers. I don't have any understanding what they will be, but it could be ten million Gold equivalent ounces. That's the sort of scale that we really shoot for. Um, but even at that level, you're not, you can't be sure that somebody's going to take you out. So our focus initially is just the discovery. We want to achieve the discovery.
0: Okay. How do you guys, you and your partner, re- reward each other? I mean, how are you remunerated? Mm-hmm. Is it salaries, mm-hmm. shares? Like, do you buy in the open yeah, market? Yeah. I- how does it work?
1: Yes, actually most of us, well, the, the key insiders uh, in the case of Charlie Greg, he, he bended the properties, these four properties to the company entirely for stock. And um, uh, Charlie is not an officer, or an insider. He's an insider of the company, but not an officer. So he's been remunerated primarily with equity. He also is a consulting firm that uh, provides some services to the company on a contract basis. I'm remunerated with uh, an annual cash uh, retainer, $150,000. I put in a quarter million dollars of uh, cash, real cash at 10 uh, cents. And um, of course I get options as well. So I have equity, I have options and uh, that's how we're principally compensated. Fantastic. <laughs> I would do this work, uh, honestly, I would do this work for nothing. That is for equity. It's, uh, but you know, we need a certain amount of live.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, I understand that. That's that's very good. Thank you for yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. So, are there any sort of meaningful individuals or groups in this? I know you didn't raise a lot of money, but have you attracted anyone because of what you did at GT Gold that maybe yeah. would know?
1: Oh, very much so, um, actually. And and you mentioned that you know we didn't raise a lot. That's true. It's true that we didn't. Raised, you know, 10 or 20 million. I have raised on initial public offerings with prior companies like PC Gold more than $10 million initially. But um, we actually raised a significant significant amount of money last year in the context of what was happening in the wider markets. Uh, Believe it or not, our IPO at $3.5 million, just shy of that, was the largest IPO in. Canada in the mining space, in the mining space last year. And I'm not talking about you know a private placement into a shell or anything like that. I'm talking about a clean IPO. Ours was actually the largest. So last year was a tough year to raise money in Canada in mining. And we raised more of it than anybody else for an IPO. So the reason we did that, we're able to do it, was the reputation of Chiefley and myself and the fact that the little company was structured very attractively, coupled with these prospects. The targets are really compelling. So it was kind of a mixed bag that really allowed us to achieve the success we did. So,
0: Okay. As
1: you said, everyone's
0: interested in numbers. Um, so when is, this, when is this drill plan going to actually succeed at delivering some yeah. numbers to the market? What's your timing?
1: Well the timing is getting pretty darn close now, right? Uh, in fact, uh, we'll be on the ground uh, setting up camp on both properties, starting around June 15th. So what are we at? We're at the end of April now, it's only six weeks away. In fact, I can tell you, we'll be doing our initial survey flight uh, on about May 20th, that'll be a survey, just environmental survey by air. So it's starting to get very close now. and. Um, We'll launch serious elements of the program June 15th and then just work as long as we can. I mentioned we've got these phase one programs planned. Uh, If the program is successful in the first phase and and if events unfold kind of like they did with the GET on our saddle discovery, um, we will expand that program and run it as long as we can. That would be out until probably the midpoint of October, something like that. So when I said we'd have a program that has roughly, you know, 4,800 metres of drilling split between two projects, that's just the first days. Um, It could end up being triple that if we have a discovery on our hands.
0: Okay. Kevin, like, th- thanks very much for running through that. I just wanted to talk to a company in your position. You've obviously got a good track record there, and understand how you are intending to go about setting this up, and then sort of talking to the market and delivering stories into the market. It sounds like you are obviously great that you are going to be, you know, g- getting out there. Hopefully, uh, COVID nineteen restrictions don't seem to be affecting mm-hmm. too much of the mining happening in BC. But can you stay in touch with us? Let us know how the drill program is going, you know, as you know,
1: Yeah, I'll do that for sure, Matt. Uh, I would say one thing I didn't mention is we actually have been busy on the ground even over the last several weeks. That's because we had to do some uh, bridge work on the roads, the access roads to Golden Line, which is one of our two flagships. That work went very well because we were teamed up with the local First Nations and the BC government to do it. So, and we mentioned last week in one of our press releases uh, just a week ago that um, COVID-19, the virus is not very prevalent in interior BC. They've got, uh, they're following kind of the Korea curve rather than the US curve and um, We've got our protocols in place and everything is go for the summer programs truly go. Uh, we're lining up. we've got all our contractors lined up so we'll be deploying and uh, it should be an ex- exciting summer.
0: Looking forward to looking forward to well we'll speak soon. Thank you very much for your time today, Kevin. Well, thanks very
1: much, Matt. appreciate the interest.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast?